0: Thank you for that. And be sure and tell Stella. The reason we look at her is because we love her and she's just so cute. We want to look at her. So, whoop. It'll be okay. <laughs> we are in uh, John chapter 14 this morning. Christmas is upon us. And we think about the fact that God came in flesh, came as a little baby celebrate that, but finishing up with one more message on the one who came after Jesus went to the cross. He would send another. We're going to look at him this morning, so we're in John 14. I want to read verses 15 through 18 this morning, so if you will stand in our God's honor.
1: If you love
0: You will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Let's pray. God, what a great That you loved us too much to not come. As a baby that we we cherish. Babies, Lord. And to even think of you as helpless as a little baby. Oh, what love the Father has shown to us. Thank you, Lord. Father, I, I pray you just continue to, to speak. We we've heard from you already, Lord, through the music and Father, through just ways of worship we want to continue to hear so speak. Father, we thank you for your word, and Lord, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, um, to be your servant, to share. We need you, Lord. In Christ's name we pray, amen. As a little baby, we start out as helpless, and then we go to school, and we have others teach us to prepare us to be on our own. And yet um, yet we are never fully able to be all that we need to be. We need God's help. And God sent one. Uh, it's interesting, uh, depends on what translation you look at in this text. Uh, he's referred to as counselor or an advocate or a helper. Um, I love one translation. He said, our great help has come to us. And God's very spirit who dwells among us. And you, you got to remember it, This section of scripture we looked at, the disciples, they are bummed out. Because what they hear is not what they wanted to hear. They hear Jesus saying, I'm about to leave. And not in a triumphant way that's going to bring victory over these people who are making life miserable for us in the Roman Empire. But I'm going to head to the cross. I, I couldn't fathom the extent of that. But Jesus, in the midst of all that emotional turmoil, says, do not worry, I will not leave you alone. And, and that's what we are looking at this morning. And I want to look at this Holy Spirit, and you see on our outline here uh, what we're going to look at quickly. First, we see the Scripture tells us that he is an active helper. Four times this term is used. This this counselor, this helper, this advocate, one who speaks on our behalf, one who's there for us to help us, a counselor, one we can depend on. He is active in that work. At least four times in the upper room discourse when he has those disciples gathered for one last time, he speaks of this one who is going to come and to be with him. I just want to look, uh, written down several scriptures here that describe this one. He's called the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge. Jesus could have described him as the eternal spirit, as he's described in Hebrews chapter 9. In Acts 5, verse 4, he's simply referred to as God, referred to as the good spirit in Nehemiah. Designated as the power of the highest in Luke chapter 1 as Mary receives the news that she is going to be the mother of God. The spirit of adoption in Romans chapter 8 that we are adopted into the family of God through the work of Jesus Christ. The spirit of glory in 1 Peter chapter 4 which tells us that tough times are ahead but we are not alone. We have the spirit of glory with us, dwelling with us as our counselor, our comforter, our exhorter, our intercessor, our encourager, and uh, in this context, the holy helper who dwells among us. I love the way the Amplified Bible describes this. It says, one called to stand constantly by us, and who is ready to take part in everything in which his help is needed. And there are many, especially this time of year, who are hurting for one reason or another. Um, A lot of times people that we miss who who are no longer with us or maybe it's just distance that separates us or I don't want to go through the long list of what the issue may be. But sometimes we just feel so alone. But God says, you are not alone. I have sent one to be with you. And he is active. He is at work. You see, it's one thing to come into the kingdom. We have nothing really to bring, so we simply just admit it. We just simply say, God, I don't have it and I need you in my life. It's, It's one thing that we enter that way, but it's much harder to understand that we have to continue to walk with the the presence of God to help us. You see, we enter as nothing, but then it's tougher when we realize we're walking with royalty. And we're to act like a prince, or we're to act like a princess. (laughs) And and we're to have that kind of walk, and we know who we really are. But God says, I am with you through that walk. My spirit's with you. And he's not only an active helper, guys, he is a similar helper. Now, notice what it tells us here in our text in fourteen. 15 and 16 he says and I will ask the father and he will give you another in this text it says another counselor Uh, there are two words in Greek that could be used here one talks about another just like this one and the other word is another or a different one not like this one uh i use a crazy example. I love hamburgers. <coughs> Let's say I went to my favorite hamburger hangout. And there was a chef back there I didn't recognize. And he's cooking my hamburger. And when it comes out, the hamburger I see, I don't recognize. Man, it does not look edible. And I'm sitting there looking at that thing and said, well, maybe I... You know, I'll at least try it before I complain. Sure enough, I'm right. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, and so I look at that and and I you know tell the waitress and seek the cook. You know, I want another hamburger, but not a hamburger like this hamburger. A different hamburger. And so this time they come out just what I was looking for. Wonderful hamburger. And I'm thinking, man, I love this hamburger. I want another hamburger, not like the first hamburger I had, but a hamburger like this hamburger, just like this one. And so I get another hamburger because, you know, I'm a pig. And, man, it's, it's good. And Jesus is saying here, I will send another counselor. He is like me, this counselor that will be with you, this comforter, this helper. It is my very presence that will be with you. And that will walk with you. That's who's coming. There are two examples in the scripture <laughs> uh, I want to share with you. One is prayer. Remember that it says that the followers of Jesus, the disciples, they came to him and they said, uh, Lord, teach us to pray. You know, like John taught his disciples, teach us. And Remember that famous Lord's Prayer. And Jesus said, hey, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. and." Anyway, he goes on and he gives this example of how to pray. He shares with his disciples. Then in Romans chapter 8, it tells us in verse 26 we do not know how to pray in our weaknesses. I don't know how we should pray. But that the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. In in other words, we fumble through our prayers. We try to talk to God. We try to listen to Him. We try to have the conversation with God that we know we desperately need. But we just can't do it. But there's good news. His Spirit, the one just like Him, prays for us. Utters what we need. Groans that words cannot express. It's, It's more than what I can say. It's the Spirit speaking what needs to be heard when my words fall way short. And the second example that's in the text is is just the instruction of Jesus. Man, Jesus was with His disciples, and when He spoke, they were just amazed, it says in the Scripture, and so were the others that heard the words of Jesus speak. But then, after Jesus went to the cross, and after the resurrection, and the ascension... That Holy Spirit would speak. This is how they were able to recall what Jesus had said to them and to be able to write them down and preserve the words of Jesus for us. The Spirit of God reminded them of that teaching. Listen, this is from 14, verse 25. He says, All this I have spoken while still with you. 26. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So this Holy Spirit is the perfect companion that was needed once Jesus was no longer walking in the flesh beside them. The Spirit is with them and continues to speak. And that same Spirit of God, when we place our confidence in Christ... And receive his forgiveness and his wonderful work that was for us. When we do that, that same one comes to make his home in us. To provide for us. To be with us. Uh, Think of it this way. When we think of God the Father, he provides us external life. Those questions that we have and and, uh, um, he is there, he is our God. And, and then Jesus Christ, His Son, provides eternal life. The way for our sins to be forgiven, He paid that price. So He provides eternal life. But the Holy Spirit provides internal life. The power and strength to live out what we're called to do. Because He lives within us. This very Spirit of God. next he's our permanent helper <laughs> um get verse 16 he says and i will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever i love the fact that there's no expiration date on the spirit of god there's no time frame where he says "Well, hey, you know i'm going to be with you you know kind of like your parents might have said you know Hey, once you turn 18, you're out of here. I, no excuses. I've paid my dues. You know, getting you ready for this moment. But there's no expiration date. And boy, I am thankful because sometimes I'm just so dumb. And it's nice to know that God doesn't say, Well, you really blew it this time, Todd. I'm out of here. No, I will be with you forever. The presence of this companion, of this helper, is forever. Until we meet him in glory... He will walk with us. We can count on that. It wasn't that way in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit would come upon a person for a season and for a specific job. And once that was accomplished, often the Spirit of God would depart from that person's life. Uh, In 1 Samuel 16, it says, The Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. David, in Psalm 51, as he was dealing with with the guilt of his sin being made public, Finally, as he had struggled hiding that sin for, for so long. He says in Psalm 51, Do not cast me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So the Spirit could, could disappear, could depart. But this Spirit stays because of the work of Christ. It's not on the basis of my behavior. It's on the basis of his finished work and who he is. He stays with us. Look at verse 17. He says, The Spirit of truth whom the Father cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. I'm going, uh, he, he says, He will dwell with you and will be in you. That I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He will dwell with us. He's, he's, made, that, he's made that promise. That He comes to us and He saves us and He works through us and He sanctifies us and He charges us, supercharges us for that work. He's permanent. He's there. Fourth, he's a reliable helper. Uh, Notice in verse 17 who he is called, who he is referred to in our text. It tells us um, that he is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is how he is described. Um, That helper that we can place our trust in. It says the spirit of truth and the world cannot receive him because it neither sees him or knows him. It says in chapter 15, 26, when the helper comes whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, he will testify of me. He will point to me. In verse 27, you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. In chapter 16, verse 12, I still have many things to say to you but cannot bear them now. But he sends his spirit to later provide those words, that comfort. Uh, chapter 16, 13, it says he's going to guide you into all truth, the one that guides us. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 21, he refers to the book of truth which we have the, the scriptures, the book of truth where we go for truth and we're not to go other places. To try to find truth. We're not to look among the dead, but rather to the live, the one who is alive, the resurrected one, for our hope. That is where we find strength. That is where we com- compare and look to him and his truth. Next, he is an exclusive helper. An exclusive helper. Notice verse 17. He says, The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. People without Christ, they just don't get it. You know, I, I've used the illustration of many times that God shared with me. You know, here we are with winter, cold's fast approaching. Imagine you've got a big bay window and you've got a friend outside and it's snowing and it's cold and he's out there going, obviously freezing to death. And you kind of tap on the window. You know, well that's like glass, but okay. So you tap on the window, and he looks, and you go, you yeah, know, man, it's warm in here. Come on in here where it's warm. Where you don't have to freeze to death. And he's just like, he just stands out there and he shakes. and Sometimes you, you feel that way when you look out and you're trying to talk to people and you say, man, you don't have to live in all this guilt. You don't have to keep making self-destructive decisions. You don't have to keep having these deep regrets haunt you. God wants you to be forgiven. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. That's, that's what God wants. That's what He wants for us. But it only comes when we bow to Him. Until we bow to Him as the only one who can forgive, the only one who can restore, the only one who is the true Savior of the world. Till we bow to Him, we don't have that Spirit. The Holy Spirit who gives us that understanding that we so desperately need. You know, in every room, you got all these crazy waves we can't see that go through the room. You know, you you go to our phones, that's how we, all the data and all that we see, or radio waves, sometimes we pick those up through our sound system. You know, they're here, going through here. Um, You know, there's all kinds of waves that we don't see, but they're there. And there is available uh, some kind of information that we can't see. But the Spirit of God is here. His presence is here, and He longs to speak to us. He wants to speak to us and to bring us His truth. But as we bow to Him, as we are filled with that Spirit, we are able to see and we are able to understand. But apart from that Spirit, it's impossible to understand. It's impossible to know what God wants to do in our lives. You can look everywhere else, but you won't find what you really need. It's found in Christ. Who provides his spirit. So that we can walk with him. And in this season to know. We are not alone. Let's pray. God. uh, I thank you for your word Lord. Father there's so much. (laughs) and uh, Father I'm just grateful that. We are not alone. You have sent one to be with us. Lord, in some ways we think, well, its I would love to walk with Jesus when he was upon this earth with his disciples and performing all those miracles. Well, he is walking with us, Lord. Thank you that the Holy One, the Comforter, that great Helper and friend, companion, his Spirit walks in us when we commit our lives to Christ, when we believe upon him. And, and so, Father, I, I just in this time, I, I just ask, uh, Lord, that you would move among us and that we would bow to you because it is in you alone that there is that truth that we need and that comfort that is provided and that counsel that's available. And so, Holy Spirit, move among us. Open our hearts. Open our eyes. Help us see you. Help us see Christ who you point to. And so, Father, I, I just ask you move in the time that we have set aside to look for you. Oh God, O oh Spirit, speak. In your name we pray.